It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Word Balloon is brought to you by Alex Ross Art. AlexRossArt.com. That's the website for the iconic artist that gives us incredible images that are indelible and a lot of times historic. Uh, Alex has been doing this for a long time and doing nothing but excellent A-grade work. I know. I remember when Alex was uh, just getting started years ago uh, doing things like Terminator, The Burning Earth, and uh, even the Green Hornet covers. Uh, that was a long time ago. Since then, he has established incredible relationships with DC, Marvel, all the big publishers, all the big characters. Not only that, but incredible art as well of uh, images like the Beatles, the Monkees, David Bowie, Monty Python, you name it. And the great thing is, if you go to alexrossart.com, you will find fantastic art that is affordable to high-scale covers, process pages, interior pages, all of that at uh, wonderful prices. But uh, literally, uh, if you can only afford a poster, Alex has you covered. If you're a high-end art person that appreciates uh, lithographs and uh, original art, Alex has you covered. AlexRossArt.com Word Balloon is also brought to you by My League, the League of Word Balloon listeners, the loyal listeners of Word Balloon who also subscribe to Word Balloon via Patreon, patreon.com slash Word Balloon. Um, Word Balloon is free. It'll always be free. I always say that and I mean it. But uh, if you appreciate what I do here, and if Word Balloon is worth, I don't know, the price of a comic book to you a month, I hope you think so. Uh, I like to present uh, not only what I'm doing today, but uh, in all my episodes, the great in-depth conversations with pop culture creatives and uh, really get inside and uh, find out what makes them tick. Beyond whatever book they're selling or property they're selling at the moment, it's always great to learn about these people uh, beyond their work. And that's what I try to do with every episode of Word Balloon. So uh, if you can do it, if you can spare the money, uh, patreon.com slash Word Balloon. Thank you, as always, for your support. League of Word Balloon listeners. Welcome back, everybody. It's time again for another Aw Yeah Trek Watch. Although not talking about Trek. Got a little Trek news, actually, uh, that we'll get to later on. But, uh, my God, the new Doctor Who show, uh, Monarch, the Godzilla Apple TV show, For All Mankind, Quantum Leap, all back. Uh, it's a good time to be a, a fan of uh, sci-fi television. Uh, you got myself, you got Franco, you got Mitch, you got uh, Wayne. 
And uh, guys, I, I want to start with uh, Doctor Who because uh, I think uh, it, it was an interesting beginning. And uh, here I got a I got the uh, title card, the Star Beast. Uh, mm -hmm. And unlike uh, Star Trek, uh, sorry, don't mean to poke the bear, but um, you'll notice uh, written by Russell T. Davies from a story by Pat Mills and Dave Gibbons. Yep. Wow. Mm. Let's see what it is due. I, well, and then, mm. you know, um, it's it's good to see because um, Star Trek, despite its, oh, you know, we're diverse and we're very inclusive. Yeah, you're you're not really inclusive with the women, uh, like. Uh, um, Oh God damn it! Now DC Fontana and Ursula mm -hmm. Quinn that clearly were uh, story sources for your new stuff, and it's like, um, yeah, it'd be nice if you acknowledge uh, these these really really great women of science fiction. But no, by all means, do whatever you do. So I'm very happy for Pat and Dave getting the proper credit that is due. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I like the, uh, old Marvel UK. Yeah, stories. yeah, I've got, yes. I mean, uh, you know, the Meep is our uh, bad guy or whatever oh, not a bad guy don't call him a guy shame on you but uh, here's yeah. a panel of dave gibbons art from that yeah. Yep. Story. yep so on, on balance i really liked it i do feel that um they really went out of their way to uh throw in some inclusive uh dialogue and and shame the doctor for referring to the meep as a male but um you know it's only two lines and at least russell davies Managed to incorporate not so much when they're chiding the doctor, mm -hmm. but the fact that uh, Rose, uh, I got to get the picture of Rose, but uh, Donna's daughter is a is a trans person, and I think making it part of the story was a good way to show inclusive, you know, behavior, but also making it matter beyond. Hey, look, hey, here we go. Yeah, you know, just so you know. Um, but I but I really liked it. Uh, thoughts, everybody. It's good I, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I just, I was kind of underwhelmed because I was hoping for, I, I guess I was spoiled from the 50th anniversary special. And mm. because it's the 60th, I was expecting some really big bang. Well, well you know, go ahead. I'm sorry, Mitch, please. No, I was going to say, I real, as soon as I saw Dave Gibbons' name, I remember the Doctor Who comics. And then suddenly when the show started with the meep, all of it came back to me. Like I knew the whole story. I'm like, Oh, I already read this like 40, 30 something years ago. It was weird how quickly it stayed with me. And I like, there was not a lot of surprise, but mm -hmm. I knew the story ahead of time. So it was cool to watch it live action. You know, I did. So I enjoyed it. Franco. I thought, um, I like the episode. Um, I like Doctor Who. I'm very behind. I, like I was just telling the guys right before we came on that uh, I just started the Matt Smith stuff when I left off, I don't know, 70 years ago watching watching these episodes. So I'm, I'm going to try and go back and catch up. Um, so I like the tenants back. I just don't know how, why, who, what came before him or anything. So, um, okay. so I'm, I'm thinking I'm at, a, I'm at a good jumping on point right now. But uh, I want to go back and see all, all the stuff that I've missed. Guys, have you uh, have you stayed uh, up to date with Doctor Who? Wayne says yes. Mitch, you have as well. I would say, Franco, and I'll see if the guys agree with me. You don't need to know. Uh, yeah. We, don't, yeah. we don't know why he uh, regenerated into the tenth Doctor, even though they're referring to him as the fourteenth Doctor now. Um, that's part of the mystery. Mm -hmm. So you're really where we are, and you don't need uh, Capaldi, Matt Smith. Or Jodie Whittaker stories. You you don't need it. 
Oh, I do, because I need to go back and watch them. But. No, that's fine, but I, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I like the Matt Smith run. I mostly like the Capaldi run, and uh, I don't blame Jodie Whittaker. I was very excited to have a female doctor. Chris Chibnall is a bad Doctor Who writer, and that's surprising because he's a lifelong fan, and mm. I believe all that, but uh, there were always too many companions, and um, I just felt like Jodie Whittaker's Doctor was massively underserved and uh, all the shippers wanted to see Jody and her main companion Yaz get together and it's like mm. no no the doctor is asexual or non-binary and um yeah it's it, i mean i i do like that Capaldi and River Song did get together sorry spoiler francis oh, uh, i was going to watch uh, that at some point <laughs> but i mean but really it's like no, man, the doctor doesn't do that. I'm sorry. And so whatever, it's the new fans, whatever. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, so what I liked about this, it reminded me, guys, uh, if you remember, of Russell T. Davies' first uh, episode with Eccleson, not so much in um, every all details, but presentation and tone where, all right, we got to move. We got to move. Let's go. And, right. it, and it was great. I just felt like we were uh, running the entire time in a very good way. I think it helps that with Mur Murray Goldback as the, the composer. Mm -hmm. So what you're doing is you're getting, uh, it's almost like a sense memory for mm -hmm. all the, uh, the, the beats, the musical beats within the episodes. You're, Agreed. you're bringing back those old memories of uh, those years with uh, Eccleson and Tennant. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I like the Meep. I like uh, the Wrath Warriors was very, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, but at the same time, it echoes uh, your classic-looking Doctor Who sort of villains, but also you do see that the budget has gone up a bit, and we're getting good effects. Um, they almost look like the Martian warriors in the design. Mm. I'll take I'm that. Very, I'm very confused why all the aliens have English accents. I'm used to them always having American accents. <laughs> That's because they're from the Empire. All the Empire guys have British accents. They're, they're, so you know they're bad. Well, no, well, yeah, the bad guys always have British accents. Um, here's a comment right away from James Bunt. Rose Noble kept kicking me out of the story. She was probably 19 when this was shot, but she looks 25, or they look. Pardon me. So mm. when they're saying they're 15, it doesn't read right. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I kind of I like uh, Rose Noble, and uh, I'm I'm glad they are part of the the show. And mm -hmm. I also appreciated uh, that um, their existence helped Donna, you know, mm -hmm. with what happened to her uh, back uh, when uh, it was David Ten near the end of David Tennant's run and the way they wrote off Donna. And Franco, I don't know if you remember how how they wrote her off at all. It's uh, yeah, kind of sketchy in my head. She, she became a combination of a Time Lord and a human, but her brain can handle all of it because it's not right. designed to do that. So in an effort to save her from basically blowing up, he wiped out all her memories of everything they did. And that way she'd be safe. But if she ever remembered, then it would come back again. And then kablooey. Right. Obviously they managed to get around it because she had a daughter and that's the way it split. I, I, I like that actual mm -hmm. um, solution. That was actually a really yeah. cool solution because, yeah. like, it, yeah, she wouldn't be able to handle it all by herself. So she, it, it extended down to her kid. I thought that was great. 
Yeah, and also the whole um, binary, non-binary thing was great because uh, that's where you saw that Donna, Donna's brain was stuck. And she, mm -hmm. back in the original episode, she's like yeah. binary, 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 and like, you know, kind of stuck. Um, again, I didn't need the slap of, well, you know, if you weren't a man and you were a woman again, you'd understand why this worked. It's like, okay. And again, listen, it's two lines out of 45 or 50 minutes. Fine. Whatever. It, all I can say is Russell Davies has a much more deft hand at handling Doctor Who, and, and understandably so, given the years that he did it, than Chibnall. And I don't mean to keep picking on Chibnall, but it made me stop watching the show. And I mm -hmm. even said online on social media, it's like this shroud of depression with Doctor Who was lifted. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, I remember now. Doctor Who was fun. And it's so nice that, yeah, and it's nice to see that Doctor Who is fun again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you know what took me completely out of the episode, though, was uh, when he was when they were stuck in the ship and he was he was running across the the room, hitting all the knobs and everything like that. Yeah. I'm like, who who builds a spaceship that way? Well, you have to you have to you if have you to watch knobs all all over the place. If you, if you watch the end of time. From a construction engineering standpoint, it just makes no sense to me. Well, they built that into the Doctor Who lore years ago in the end of time story with uh, David Tennant, and he had his clone come on, but he was cloned from right. the animals. And he said the reason why this is acting this way is because this TARDIS was designed to be run by six or seven different people, and that's why oh, there's no, no. I, Yeah, I know that about the TARDIS. I'm talking about the other spaceship. Yeah, he's saying like, the when he, Yeah, when he was running back and forth. Oh, that, that one. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant... Okay. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, they had a... they had, or, Well, the Meep actually needed to mind control uh, people yeah. to get... But work. that was like a callback to the uh, End of Time episode. Yeah. With Wilford. Yes. Yeah, yes. with the glass partition, the Star Trek. I, oh, have, I always think it's Star Trek type of thing, you know? Can't oh yeah, yeah, you're right. The death of Spock yeah. and everything yeah. too. Sure. Yeah. Um, did anyone? I I thought the meep hiding the way that ET hid was cute. Yeah. Didn't bother me at all. It was a nice little okay. We all know what this is a reference to. That's fine. Um, here are a couple more comments. Michael Cooper. I really enjoyed it. Tenet seems to slip back in the role with ease, but I was sold with Donna finally coming back and regaining her memories. That always bothered me. And then Gore Vidal says, companion memory loss is an unusual in Doctor Who lore. It's been wonderfully painful when it was done, including with Donna. Oh, yeah, man. Mm -hmm. Going back to that uh, uh, Lost Earth uh, two-parter and stuff. And she's like, but we were supposed to be mates. We were supposed to travel. And it's like, yeah, man, that sucks. And again, that's why you love Donna, because there was no romance. It was, mm -hmm. and then, you know, I mean, Martha pined for the Doctor. You had Rose. I get it. But, you know, 60 years of the Doctor, for the most part, has been, no, man, they're all friends. And Rose did end up with the, the, the hand. That's she right. Did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she ended up with the battle version. Yeah. That's true, which, which was nice for Rose. I can appreciate that. But I always uh, I was going to say, I always thought uh, Clara was going to try to hook up with the, the Matt Smith Doctor that she always wanted to be with him. And then when he turned into an old guy, it freaked her out. She was like, oh. You're old now, you know. Well, she does kiss him at the end of the 50th. Mm -hmm. The doctor. And mm -hmm. uh, again, I just and and but but again, they they had they she had a boyfriend. I like um, Donna's husband. Did I bring it up? Yeah, Sean. Yeah, oh, yeah. Funny, funny and just 
All right, my wife's got a weird alien friend. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to roll with it. Yeah. And he takes a lot of things in stride, like the whole giving away the, the millions of dollars. And, and <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot, man. This guy, yeah. I don't know, he's constantly on a sedative or something. What's happening there? That's And he's okay know. with her running away with the doctor in the target. Yeah. Yeah. Or, why not? Um, I missed uh, Gore Vidal is asking um, if we have any thoughts about what Davies has said about changing out Davros will be portrayed in the future. Do you guys know? Uh, I don't yeah. know this. Do you, Wayne? Tell, tell us what you know. All right. So uh, they've taken uh, Davros out of the uh, the bottom half of the Dalek. So mm -hmm. he's, he's a normal man that can walk around. He hasn't been uh, – the accident hasn't happened yet. Oh. So what his thoughts are and are that, well – because Davros was in the bottom half of a Dalek, it wasn't a wheelchair, he kind of equates it to being a wheelchair. And he doesn't want people to think that all people in wheelchair are evil. So he's taken a concept and just what took not only the right turn, he's just, he's so far past Albuquerque that you just don't know where this is coming from. So is he, I'm sorry, finish, Wayne. And then oh, so, so that's why uh, Davros is not going to be in the bottom half of the Dalek uh, machine. He's going to be walking around. Is it, are we going to a point in time before Dav Davros is in the chair? It doesn't sound like Davros is ever getting back in the chair. Okay. Uh -huh. Whatever. Whatever. That's fine. Oh, well, well, mentioning, mentioning the chair, we have to obviously talk about uh, units new uh, oh, yeah. science yeah. advisor. Again, part of the story, love her weapons in her chair. Mm -hmm. uh, happy, positive person. Congratulations. And again, mm -hmm. Davies knows how to make it part of the story. And I did read an article saying that she's going to show up in uh, Shooty Gatwa's. Is that all? Am I saying it right, Wayne? Is that how you say yeah, his name? I believe that's uh, correct. Um, yeah, they're, during his run and stuff. You know, my here's my theory. And I'm curious what you guys think. I'm betting because Davies has said he's not going to retcon anything that Chibnall did. So mm -hmm. we're right, at, at least for now. We're stuck with this idiot rewriting of uh, the origin. Oh, no, no, she was always a woman. Yeah, sure she was. Uh, and William Hartnell wasn't the first doctor. Yeah, sure he wasn't. And I like oh, Joe. I like Joe. Um, I forget her name. Joe Grant. Joe. What is it? No, I no, no. Not Grant. my companion. The, oh, no, no. I think, isn't it Joe Grant is her last name? Joe Grant is. Uh, oh, no, that's the companion. But I think yeah, I, that thought, was the companion. I thought the What's actress that? is Joe Grant. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I, no, no, no. I'm not remembering. Maybe somebody in the chat will. But I do like the older uh, person of color that represented an earlier doctor. I thought as a character, I like her a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but my, my belief is uh, to solve this problem, because um, another thing, it's not being referred to as season 15 or whatever. It's season one. My suspicion is Shudi Gatwa is a Time Lord, but a different Time Lord. And that way Tenet can represent the end of mm. the classic through modern Doctor Who period and Shudi Gatwa is starting a new thing as a different Doctor. That's my theory. That's clever. That's kind of like Earth 1, Earth 2, Superman. You got the old one from the 40s with the gray hair yep. and then you got the other one, but then they fucked it all up with the crisis. Uh, Joel Martin. Joel Martin, thank you. Yes. Joel Martin, yes. Um. I still think you can do a a series and still keep the timeless children, but just have it be a different dimension. 
I hope it's an alternate universe, and they've done the uh, alternate universes before. Sure. So it sh it wouldn't be a problem. That way, you can still maintain uh, the continuity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, he doesn't have to retcon it. It just doesn't. It just after uh, sixty years, man. You don't have to be like it's not the Bible for Christ's sakes. It's just sure. entertainment. Yeah, know? but but canon is important in Doctor Who, and especially given the solution of having other actors play the Doctor and showing that no, 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 this is the same character from well on. And, and they have ignored the fact that he's half human in the Doctor Who movie. Right. That has never been referenced ever again. The Peter Cushion movie you're talking about? No, no, no. The, this was the... the um, uh, uh, Paul McGowan. Yeah, the, yeah, the 90s movie with Paul McGowan. Yeah, the, right, uh, right, the, Fox, the Fox movie. movie yeah. Fox TV yeah, movie. Yeah, where yeah. he's referred to, the master says, like, the reason why he could stare into the eye in infinity is because he was half right. human. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And yeah. it's just, that has never been referenced. No. And if you go through the Capaldi era where they go back to Gallifrey and mm -hmm. to kind of an origins aspect of the doctor, he was always Gallifreyan. Of course. Yeah. yeah him, I, him and the master were both Children in Gallifrey. Yep, that is correct. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, again, no, I think you're right. I think it is going to be like, and we never need to talk about this again. But I would like to see Joe Martin return in some capacity, if that wouldn't bother me. And, and Jody Riddicker, for that matter, in the right hands. You know, but I do th I, I do like that it's like, all right, let's give it a break. And listen, they can they can applaud themselves for three seasons of Jody Whitaker all they want. There's a mm. reason why... We're going back to David Tennant for these three specials mm -hmm. before we get to Shooty Gadwa. And it's like, yeah, to get back the old audience, much like myself, that it's like, yeah, I'll keep tabs of what's going on. But yeah. people really suck. And they oh, yeah, no, it was a struggle. The DVR would keep taping them, and I'd sit there and feel guilty that they were piling up. I go, I really should try to watch these. And I would put them on in the background. And, man, even the Dalek episode they did for Christmas like two years ago, was so bad. It looks like they filmed it in my garage. It was like one Dalek, no sets, and it was like, did you even try? I mean, really, it was that the, the production was shitty. It was just like, what's going on over there? You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, absolutely, I do. Well, feel I'm very. Oh, uh, go ahead, Frank. No, I was no, going to say I'm very uh, uneducated about the Doctor Who verse in Ooh. terms of what's happening. So, there's going to be three specials with Tenant now. And then mm -hmm. there, there's a new doctor. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. And the third episode, uh, the third special, he'll re regenerate into the uh, the new doctor. 
So the, the, they're all going to be on Disney Plus going from now on? Yes. Even, even the new Doctor? Uh, Disney Plus signed a deal. Yeah. Oh. Only for the new stuff. Man, and, and right now, good Lord, especially if you're not in England, uh, there's a real, like, uh, you're jumping around trying to find Doctor Who. Uh, Mitch, uh, Mitch was just telling us, or rather, pardon me, Wayne was just telling us, Classic Who is currently on Tubi. Yes. Of course, you got it as well on BritBox. Um, but... Um, for now, and I don't know if it ends at the end of the year or what's going to happen. For now, Max still has everything from Eccleston to Jodie Whittaker. Mm-hmm. Disney is going to have all the new stuff, starting with these Christmas specials um, or 16th anniversary specials. But, uh, uh, Wayne, do you have access to Tales of the TARDIS? Uh, no. Okay, and Mitch, if you don't know what Tales of the TARDIS is and Franco... Uh, part of the 60th anniversary, they represented a bunch of key episodes of various doctors, and they had um, Colin Baker, Peter Davison, Sylvester McCoy uh, reteaming up. Davison was with Tegan. Uh, Colin oh, Baker was with, I can't remember right now. Wasn't Perry. Oh, um, the pr- it was uh, Perry. Nicole Bryant. Perry? Nicole? Yeah, it was uh, Nicole. Perry. Yeah, Perry. Nicole Bryant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, um, so um, Davidson's was Tegan. Was with Ace. He was with and Ace. Yeah, and yeah, of course, Sylvester Ace. McCoy's with Ace. Yeah. And they're in a in a um, you can find the wraparounds. You because uh, essentially, like for example, in the Peter Davison Tegan one, mm. they rewatch Adric and the death of Adric, Earthshot. Yeah. So you you can go online on YouTube, at least unless they've yanked them down, and find the wraparound parts so you can see all the new stuff. If you want, you know, again, that's what want. I saw. I saw the new stuff on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was, and it was great to see everybody. And I, and that's one of the things I liked about the last episode of Jodie Whittaker's power of the Daleks or power of the doctor. I forget which probably power of the doctor. Power of the doctor. Power of the doctor. Yeah. But I mean, it was great seeing, cause they had moments. Uh, Ace and Tegan were modern day and everything and running around with Whittaker. Mm-hmm. But when they were in a moment of crisis, the uh, older versions of the doctors that were their doctors show up and they have a little conversation with them. Mm -hmm. And the same thing happens in tales of the TARDIS. So it's, it's really great. Yeah. As Gordon, they have a support group. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's like the best scene. If you want to blow off the whole thing and just get to the very end, there's like a a companion support group of, uh, and and even uh, Ian Chester, uh, Chesterton, yeah. Uh, from the from the William Hartnell era is like ninety something, and he even shows up, which is fantastic. But Joe mm-hmm. Grant is there, and Tegan and Ace, and all these people, and it's like, oh, that's so cool. So yeah, they are as Gord Vidal says in those tales from the TARDIS, they're in what they call the memory TARDIS, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. literally just them like sitting in chairs in a great TARDIS set, like about and to watch an if, old. Episode. And if you do want to see more or hear more of a uh, Joe Martin's uh, Doctor. The Fugitive Doctor, it's on uh, Big Finish. They have yeah, a couple of series on Big Finish right now. Those are so good. They real man, those what they call the wilderness years after McCoy's leaving and um with just the Palm again movie in between before you get to Eccleson, literally hundreds of uh big finish uh dramatizations with uh Tom Baker, Peter Davison, Colin Baker mm-hmm. totally redeems. Colin Baker, Colin Baker's time as the doctor, because he really got screwed by a strike, mm-hmm. and the guy in charge of the BBC didn't like Doctor Who, and it, they really screwed with him. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, God, in, the, in particular, there's a great um, episode where Colin Baker's doctor faces off to Davros, and it's fantastic. It's an mm-hmm. excellent Davros story, and it's like they really – they lean into the fun of Colin Baker's version of the doctor rather than just always being pissed off. And, yeah. uh, you know, so I, I, I liked it. I liked it. He always reminded me of like the Charles Emerson Winchester of the doctors. I'm yeah. like, I don't like this guy. He's pompous as an ass, you know, but well, you find out it wasn't his fault. It was these other guys behind the scenes. Right. Well, satisfaction and, like, show. and like Jody Whitaker, it's like, all right, a new doctor. I'll I give everything a fair shake. Jodie Whittaker's amazing actress. I watched her in that. What was the thing what she did with Tenet with the murder mystery in the little town? Uh, Broadchurch. 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 And when she got announced, I said, oh, my God, this is fantastic. She's a great actress. Can't wait to watch it. And then after the first couple episodes, it just went south and never came back. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I think yeah. uh, the Kablam was the only one that I really liked. The one that I liked was, the, one that they did the, the Amazon war. one. The, the one with India and Pakistan, they showed like the history yeah. of it. I'm like, oh, this is clever. Yeah, that was, yeah. get to learn stuff, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked uh, I liked the one with uh, Chris Noth and um, Stephen Fry. That was kind of the and again, like, oh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna disrupt Unit. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's a bad idea. We like Unit, no. you know. It's I, the companion guy was cool too. The older fellow that kept calling her the Doc. I like that actor. I mean. Again, it's not the actor's fault. They just had bad stories. That's all. Well, and too many companions off doing yeah. their own thing. Oh, there goes my light. Um, doing the doing their own thing, but um, they uh, and and it took away screen time from the doctor. Mm-hmm. And it's just like too many companions, kids. When it was Davison with uh, Tegan Turlow and Nissa, yeah, the four of them were together, or the three of them that were together. It you you still got your fair share. Of of moments with the doctor, and it just yeah. Do you think they run into the same thing that the Star Trek writers do? Because you have so many years of history that you try to encompass it all the time, and then you just suffer because you're trying to be respectful of you know the hundreds and hundreds of TV episodes and this captain and that captain. And then at the end of the day, like, look, let's just make a, a good story, and people. That's why I thought Strange New Worlds was such a a breath of fresh air the first season because they didn't really have to worry so much about all the different you know canon stuff you know but and, and then the short tracks remember the ones what they had that spock was in the elevator with number one that's what these tales of the tardis sound like it's like you could watch them you don't really need to watch them it's just kind of off to the side like you know it's not going to really change anything well it was just a nice gift to longtime fans uh mm-hmm. and I, I mean i'm always up for i mean as here's another shitty Colin Baker episode, the two doctors when Patrick oh, Trump was still there and uh, Fraser Hines and him came back as Jamie and the doctor. Uh, and it's a lousy episode, mm-hmm. but it's like, come on, man, they're there. There they are. Even the, even the five doctors, mm-hmm. um, I don't know how well it holds up that, mm-hmm. that, uh, that was the 20th anniversary special, but just the fact that Pertwee's back and Trout mm-hmm. is back and, uh, and and the guy they got to be the William Hartnell doctor was, you know, uh, sufficient. And I love David. Uh, I forget his name who plays the William Hartnell version now. Bradley. David Bradley, Bradley or Brinley. It is Bradley. Nope, it's David. Is the other guy James Hudnell? Is that who the other guy was? James Hudnell's the comic book writer. Oh well, something like that. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Here are more comments, everybody. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, James says, uh, it's wonderful that Doctor Who feels like Doctor Who again. I often felt Chibnall's stories would just run out of steam. And Gore Vidal says, I've been enjoying the Paul McGann novels, mm -hmm. the handful I've read. There are many. There are indeed. They're much darker than anything else. They're wonderful. And yeah, much like um, Colin Baker, I think Paul McGann was well served by both the novels and the uh, the Big Finish audios as well. Hey, Mitch, what was the name of that person that you said? Hudnell. James Hudnell. Uh, close, Richard. And is he is he Gavin or is he the old man? Is he Graham or? Oh no, he's uh, the doctor. He's the is doctor he a comic book writer? Too? He was he was the William Hartnell uh, doctor for. Yeah, he was right. William Hartnell doctor. Richard uh, yeah. Herndell. Yeah. yeah there you go. All right, there you go. Well done. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I, I'll be interested when because I understand and I'm I'm beating the dead horse that Chris Chibnall is, but in a few years, I would love to have him do uh, an interview and explain what he was trying to do because uh it's not just us frustrated mm. well there were there were more than just a handful of us frustrated people whether the bbc wants to admit it or not the ratings were dramatically down and it's because this long-loved show got lousy because mm -hmm. but again he also said he wasn't going to go back to the old villains like the the Daleks or the Cybermen. He said, I'm not doing any of those stories. And what they did was they went back to them. Yeah, that's because what that's what people tune in for. Yeah, it's like you gotta have Klingons, you gotta have Romulans, you gotta have Ferengi, you gotta have a, that's why they're there. If they're not, it's just a different show. It's like okay. It well, and I'm all I'm all for creating new aliens and new and new threats, but mm -hmm. yeah, you do want to see yeah, you know, now so I mean, yeah, we just speaking of comic books, you read your new stories, but you got to have a Dr. Doom story in there. You got to have a Joker story every now and then because it pays homage to the old stuff that brought people there to begin with. You don't have to be repetitive every week, but now and then it's like, oh, yeah, we get it. You like the vulture. You like Sandman. Well, you like and it's stuff. and it becomes different because it's a different doctor facing them. Right. So it so, is interesting. Well, how's he going to handle? How's she going to? Well, I, I think there's an arrogancy because people like I want to make any with any job, not just TV. You always get the new guy to come in, the new boss. Everything the old way sucked. We're going to do it my way because I'm new, and let me show you how talented I am. And it's just Uberus, you know. Just you just suddenly do with the ego, and then after a while you realize, well, not everything sucked because it got us here to begin with. So let's you know, yeah, make a nice like, balance. Like for but me, a lot of the best, stuff, yeah. Yeah, like for me, some of the best of the classic episodes is when they went to Gallifrey. Yeah. Because you got to learn more about the Time Lords. Yep. Now, and I know again, we can't do that now. Well, that's the thing, man. And then Chibnall throws all that away. And it's yeah, it, and it's just like, Mitch, uh, the, 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 the problems with New Trek. Hey, guess what? One of the new crew members on Discovery, she's got a Trill symbiote, but she's a human. So she can't be a Trill like Trills are normal. Well, yeah. then you just took away what's the most interesting thing about right. that. And that's the stuff we all learn as nerds that, you know, I mean, it's not like we're going to get tested on it, but it begins that whole rich history that you become a fan of. And then when somebody shits on it and throws it out, you feel like, well, I guess I wasted my life on this. Huh? So. Uh, Mario uh, wants this, and I haven't watched this yet, and I'm happy to uh, possibly try it out. But he says, uh, we all need to watch Blue Eye Samurai on Netflix. It's very good. It's you know what he's right because I don't like anime and I saw the trailer for it and I said oh what in the hell is this because it looks so cool I actually watched it and I literally I'm not an anime fan even though I run an anime convention but it was never my cup of tea but that that show he's talking about is actually really well done okay so okay check that out. um James Bunt says Time Lords are Cybermen now um even that seemed to be 
if not abandoned, they had the two-parter or whatever, but then later with Whitaker, they showed Cybermen that weren't Time Lords. Mm. So I have no idea. I, I, I guess we'll find out when we see the Cybermen next. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? But that is – the Davros thing is interesting. And, again, I just think sometimes with representation, they overthink this shit too much. Yeah. It's like just fucking relax. See, I, I never thought Ironside was evil in the wheelchair. No. I, 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 when you said that, I was thinking... or, or Professor X. Like, Professor X was evil because he's Professor in a wheelchair. Uh-oh. Better get my helmet back. But no, but that's true. That's what they... It's because it's the impression that all people... We don't want to give that because he's he plays an evil character. Yeah, but the only person who would think that way would be a child. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that sounds like something like five-year-old. Oh, so and so's got a wicked uh, a, a witch in a black hat. She must be evil. Well, it's because that's like babies, the, the, this this ep this new episode Star Beast did have a, a very much uh, family friendly feel to it. Yeah, it so, did. Yeah. It was like a Christmas know, special. They yeah, always used to, with, every Christmas when the last what 10, 15 years they've been doing this whatever we would you know it's Christmas yeah. time you look forward to it. And they stopped doing it when the damn Jody Whitaker shows came out. They go, we're not doing that anymore. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know how I many people build their year around the Christmas special? And then they moved it to New Year's Eve, which wasn't the same thing. And then nobody cared anymore. But now yeah. it's like, oh, look, we're doing the Christmas thing with Doctor Who again. So I kind of wish they would have kept uh, um, Neil Patrick Harris's involvement uh, quiet. Yeah. Because uh, we know he's coming. And they really played it up hard in the trailers. Yep. And obviously the Meep said that uh, something about a boss. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that's the Celestial Toyman. And that's part of the thing with him regenerating back to the 10th Doctor is there's someone in that 10th Doctor storyline that is, is going to be the big boss. And he's going to have to deal with Whoa. it. Oh, I assumed it was. Oh, no, that's uh, what I'm assuming. Okay. Is he says there has to be a reason why I regenerated with this old face again. And talking about a boss, I think there's someone in that, in those David Tennant years, that's there was come a back. guy. Remember, there was an Earth guy who was like this military guy, and he built this thing. It was the David Tennant episodes, and they brainwashed him at the end of it so he would forget. Oh, I can't remember that, but there's some. Well, if, there's, if this is true, with Wayne saying there were strings of this like bad guy that they left dangling years ago, like he wanted vengeance against Doctor Who, but at the end they got like mind wiped, almost like a lobotomy. Oh, I don't so remember him. I remember, I, I remember the Master. Being no, it wasn't the Master. It was an Earth guy. And also, I remember uh, Tennant himself being mind wiped, and he had the pocket watch. Uh huh. I don't no, know. This guy, gonna, I think there's going to be something. This guy had camo on. I remember he looked like a, a, a war, like a like a Rambo type character, and it was like, oh, and he was definitely from the Earth, and he was screwing with the unit. Shit, now I gotta go look it up. Now well, I'm gonna have to find it. Well, it could be Wayne just giving us a wild goose chase, a wild. Canadian no, no, no. I'm chase. just saying. <laughs> the doctor said there has to be a reason why I regenerated back like this. Mm -hmm. So the only thing I can think of, and they're mentioning about a boss. Or, or, or it's called storytelling, and they want to get to keep watching every week. There is another. Oh, shoot. We got to wait three years to find out who the – oh, wait. It's Luke's sister? Really? Oh, we only, have to, wait. We only have to wait years? two weeks to find out about this. Uh, Catherine Tate was great. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, I, I, just, I just love how loud she is 
and just like, oi, you know, like whenever yeah. she's pissed off. I like when she sees him in the clothes. She goes, hey, mate, you know, that outfit, you got to change up 35 years, but that's 15 years too old for it. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, that's been, oh, shit, they're all in their 50s now. So that was pretty funny. He's not as thin as he used to be. I like how uh, tall uh, Tenet's hair is, too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it was getting crazy back then, just before he left. It was becoming like a rooster. Well, he's 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 got Lyle Lovett hair currently, so. Well, I can't wait to meet her granddad again, that old fellow that was. Yeah, well, uh, no, but that's, you know, and I'm glad you brought it up, Mitch, because I forgot to. On the one hand, it's great that uh, he, he's supposed that Wilfred, or Winfred, or Wilfred, Wilfred. Wilfred. Is, still, Wilfred. is still alive. But the but the actor passed away. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So I don't know what I mean. I don't think we're going to see him. Um, it was an interesting surprise. No, no, they filmed it. They there was behind the scenes. He was in a wheelchair with Catherine Tate and Peter, uh, David Tennant. Oh wow! So, but then he died like a couple weeks after. He was like ninety three. But there was footage of. It. That's why when they oh, started singing, great. He passed on. I go, oh, maybe uh, he died before they could finish the scene. Or but they'll they, bring him in to see uh, the third episode. Yeah, yeah. He's. He was so great, and especially when there was the dread of you're going to hear a, uh, a knock three or four times, whatever four it was. Times. Yeah, yeah, four times, and it's and it's and Winfred, and it's like, oh man, or Wilfred, and it's Wilfred, like, yeah. oh that poor little old man, you know, he, he doesn't realize what's happening. And plus, he was in the Peter Cushing Doctor Who movie, so he's got really oh yeah connections to it all. He was in that Dalek uh, invasion of the Earth back well, in '66, I think. Apparently, the uh, the science advisor, uh, the actress, has been mm -hmm. in uh, Big Finish uh, episodes oh. with Paul McGann, of all people. So mm -hmm. uh, not the same character, though. But again, I like very positive character. She's a new science advisor. I'm the first science advisor. She's the 56th, which is very funny that it's been that many. But uh, no, I'm I'm excited. I'm Again, I'm like, oh, this is intriguing. I like mm -hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, James. Uh, James Bunt says Eve of the Daleks was Jody's best episode, and it was a New Year's. Uh, that was, uh, I think that's the one I didn't like. I'd have to go back and watch it. I don't know, but again, I all I could say is when I watch, I get frustrated. Not enough Doctor, way too much on the other companions, all doing mm -hmm. their thing. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I hated that. I hated all three years. It, it there are shows like that that. Um, you get frustrated and you keep tabs on it, but you stop watching. And I think this was a oh yeah, love it. No. So anyway, there you go. Um, I'm excited to see what happens in the next two episodes. And uh, for Word Balloon fans, I'll be talking, although it's going to be very early in the morning, to accommodate his uh, time zone in Madrid, Spain. Uh, the great Pat Mills, who wrote the original Meep story, will uh, mm -hmm. be joining me very early morning on uh, on Word Balloon. So uh, yeah, there you go, everybody. The uh, the man. Uh, I mean, I was I was thinking about asking Dave too, but Dave just drew the meep. Yeah, I would imagine Pat has more to say about the uh, creation of the character and the story and stuff. So they did they did tour the sets when they were shooting Star Beast, which is cool. Yeah, I saw a picture of Gibbons with the meep. Yep, that's cool. So that, yeah, that was cool. That was cool. So there you go. Uh, on to uh, Monarch Godzilla uh, Legacy of Monsters Monarch. Great Apple show. I had Matt Fraction on last week. Mm -hmm. uh, guys. Yeah, so you got I, all the inside info. I did. I, I got to be honest. I don't care. I didn't care about the Cranston movie or the other Godzilla movie or the Godzilla and Kong movies. Did not give a shit. And the only reason why I watched this show 
was because one of my good friend and co- friends in comics, Matt, co-created it. And I was like, oh, thank God it's good. And it's really interesting. Um, I love it. I think it's great. Have you all watched uh, any of it? All of it. All of it. All three apps. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not all those Godzilla movies were bad. The King of the Monsters one was kind of cool. With hey. the 11 or whatever her name was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Millie Bob. Uh, yeah, from Bob Stranger Things. From Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hong Kong versus Godzilla sucked. It was so stupid. I mean, I was like, what is happening here? They're making holes in the earth, and they can go from Hong Kong to where I'm like, how is this but, It's a hell of a subway system. But right? that's but they talk about that in the monarch series is how do these monsters not appear? It's because of these tunnels. They get I know, I know. It's, yeah, yeah. And I love uh and I love when Bill, the guy from the 50s, goes teleport teleportation and uh and Wyatt Russell's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What? It's just a theory. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I love all the characters. I think they're really, really interesting. Uh, both what's happening in the past and what's happening modern day. Um, yeah, I, I I adore it. I And I also think they've done a good job to show kaiju monsters on a television budget. Yeah, yeah. That snow thing was awesome. The snow mole or whatever you want to call it this week. I was like, that thing's one of the best looking monsters I've ever oh, seen. Oh, even on the, the ship, yeah. the battle uh, ship mm-hmm. uh, in the jungle. Yep. Oh, and yeah, the yeah, monster yeah, yeah. on top of that. The bird thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Godzilla even showed up a couple times in the yeah, Godzilla series. Went right up his back. That was a cool yeah. shot. They yeah. went right up the whole spine. I was like, "Oh, Godzilla, yeah!" But then they blew uh, him up. Sorry, yeah, spoilers. they did. But I like the human stories that are happening. I really do. I, I think they're interesting, and I, I love the Japanese uh, actors, and I love the American actors. I think, yeah. I think it's excellent. Now, wait, I, I like the evacuation route signs. Were they, uh, well, yes. They, yes. When they blew him up, though, did they really blow him up? To, you know, I'm betting no. Yeah, yeah, they did. He's not going to show up again. Yeah, never ever. again. Of course not. No, that's yeah. where he gets his, his radiated fire from because he got messed up, man. Yeah. And it is so cool if people haven't uh, – forgive me for – Oh, that's uh, interesting. Sorry. You, you you think that's what what gave him that all that electricity yeah. on the spikes? As well? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's a cool idea. He, abs- he absorbed the atom bomb stuff, so they created their own monster. And if I remember correctly, in the first movie they talk about, they dropped the bomb on him and it did yeah. nothing. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Uh, I I love that uh, Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell are playing the same character. Uh, yeah. And and really, Matt Matt went into great detail of what, like how intrigued they were to play the same character versus what they were being offered because they wanted to do something together. And all they kept getting were father son things, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we we know that relationship. Give us something yeah. interesting. So yeah, you know, uh, we I think we talked about it before. It was it was uh, airing, but we talked about isn't Kurt Russell's character like ninety something years old or something like that? And, <laughs> yeah. and they addressed it, and yeah. and I'm like, oh, okay, so this is going to go somewhere. So I I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to think of who was Hiroshi. I was like, wait, is that his? grandfather or is that the kid's 
Who's he talking about? How old is he? He's from the fifties, and now they're now. So, what is that? Their father or their it's grandfather? The son. The 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 father of the children is the son of the the two the, uh, scientists. The That's yeah. Okay, because I was like, so, yeah, yeah, but. Russell's been uh, juicing up on the kaiju juice to stay. Out of yeah, that's that. I mean, yeah, there's got to be some explanation of why a guy that's in his 90s looks like he's in his 60s. When he pees, it's irradiated, just like Godzilla. Exactly. Kaiju cocaine? <laughs> kaiju pee pee. No he's problem. It. Just like Jerry in the latest uh, Rick and Morty episode or two episodes ago. I haven't he, watched uh, and by the way, Rick and Morty this season, I'm glad you mentioned it, Wayne. It's so good. It's so good this season. They just they just keep doing it, man. They're killing it once again. But real fast about Monarch and everything, that series, uh, it's like I love watching Kurt Russell because essentially it's, it's Jack Burton at like 90 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I think, you know. And that's what you said in the interview too or what Matt said in the interview is that uh, he was able to get the Russell's voice properly, and that's why he loved working with uh, Matt. Uh, oh, Cinema Quirks uh, says, I joined late. Uh, I don't know if you've already talked about it, but I love Doctor Who. The more I rewatch it, the more I think it's kind of lame. It felt like a middle season episode. Well, I'll tell you, man, I, I hear what you're saying because initially I'm like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And now that I've had a few days, it's like, all right, first of all, it is the first part of a three-part story. Right. Uh, I think it did enough to service, hey, we're back and putting everybody together again. Um, as it I was said, also a good done in one type of episode because mm -hmm. it kind of yeah. ended and yeah, sure. But it did. I I, I understand uh, maybe this is where cinema is coming from. And forgive me if I'm imprinting on you, dude uh, or woman. But uh, I uh, I have to admit the uh, overuse of hey uh, doctor, you're a man, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about, uh, annoyed me a little. And it's like again, it's a small quibble. Um, Let's see where the story goes. I think it was okay for a first episode back. And I, hey, sure, member Barry's galore, but that's fine. Uh, this show needed it really badly because, again, I I would be very curious if they started with Shudi Gatwa, what the response would be. So, uh, oh, Cinema Quirk goes, I'm a man. Come on, John. I've had you on my channel before. I'm sorry, buddy. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, all right. Make no assumptions, even though we've met you. Exactly. Now, has, have everybody uh, seen the uh, trailer for uh, Godzilla minus one? No. You know that's oh, supposed to be out this week. Yes. It uh, is. Yeah. Uh, sneak previews Wednesday, and it's yeah. on Friday. Yeah. But okay. Because I saw they said the 29th. I'm like, it has this? a really good effect for the uh, atomic breath. Mm -hmm. That the scales pop up one at a time and yeah. start glowing. Oh, fun! It is. I can't wait to see it. I'll be seeing it Friday. Oh my god! Oh come on! It's like all of a sudden you hear that boom, 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 and then you hear that. Then you hear the blast, but you don't get to see the blast, but you hear it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen a Toho Godzilla film since the nineties, and it was all on Max right now. I have them on the Criterion Collection over here. Yeah. No, when I'm bored, I go to watch my Max. You can only take them in small doses. I can't do a marathon because sure. I'm like, whoa, this is really, really rubbery, you know? <laughs> no, but again, Matt went into detail how uh, Toho worked with Legendary on Monarch and on the uh, mm -hmm. Legendary films. 
It's interesting, man. No, I, I'm cool with it. Uh, cinema is everywhere right now. DC's got the best book that DC's doing right now is the Justice League versus Godzilla versus King Kong. Marvel's yeah. reprinting the Godzilla uh, stories from back in the 70s and such. There's another Godzilla book on the shelves. I don't know who's doing it. I don't think it's Image or somebody, but there's another one I see out there. Could be IDW. Yeah. IDW. Okay. So there's a lot of gods. And then he's in a movie and a TV. I mean, this is like the year of Godzilla right now. What's going on out there? Uh, Cinema says, uh, I do have to say, it's kind of a plus now that I'm thinking of it. I'm surprised how sucked in I was that Tenet returned as if he never left. I agree. Mm -hmm. And he also says, the Godzilla minus one trailer is so good. To the point that my mother, who hates sci-fi, thinks it looks good too. That's good to hear, man. No, I, uh, I'm well. And again, uh, I think uh, all the companies have learned the lesson of when back in 1999, when the X-Men movie came out, and it's like, hey, we're going to be featured in TV Guide, and we're going to give you a scene that, unless you're reading Marvel comics, you have no idea what the hell's happening. And it's like, no, man, everybody's jumping in, and I don't blame them. Yeah. And again, um, I, I've I've said this before on the show. Uh, one of my good friends in radio is a massive Godzilla fan and had been getting bootlegs when we worked together in the 90s, VHS bootlegs of the Japanese movies. So, you know, that's like I said, that's the last time I've seen any of those. But I think they're great. I'm glad that Toho still does what they do. And I love that they combined practical rubber uh, Godzilla's outfit with CGI. It's a shame that Universal can't adopt the same thing Toho does because they've grown over what 50, 60 years of Godzilla movies. Seven Universal, you're just stuck with those, you know, 30s to 1940s, and that's about it. And they just keep rehashing them and rehashing yeah. them. I don't I don't know what the solution is for Universal because on the one hand, uh, and I know I think we've talked about this before. I really wish they would um, you know, just accept the fact that for the Frankenstein monster, the best aesthetic is that. Karloff, uh, yeah. Glenn Strange look. Uh, you could get away with other things for Dracula. And I would say the same thing, that Cheney's Wolfman, rather than giving us just a wolf, yeah. is, a, is a better, you know, on, you know, the Benicio Del Toro sucked, uh, yeah, that movie. And it's like, you know, go back to these, uh, like these classic looks, right. because I think that's what made them great. They were very soap opera stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I got to cure myself, but I can't. And this and that. And it was just like a big soap opera well, with monsters. Take the two movies that Wales did, uh, Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein, and they're classics. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. very good stories. Yes. Yeah, but then you look at the Coppola De Niro Frankenstein movie. It's just a waste of money and talent. And then the Dracula one wasn't so bad, the Bram Stoker. But it, again, it was over the top with yeah. uh, what's his name? The, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah, Gary Oldman. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's it's a simple adventure story, but it went way over to. I'm like, what are you doing? Keanu Reeves was in it too. Now that I remember, Winona yeah. Ryder. Yeah. Winona Ryder. Uh, Jonathan Harker and uh, Campbell, yeah, I think, was in it too. The Rocketeer was in that. Oh, and um, uh, Hannibal Lecter was in it. He was uh, Van Helsing. Right. He's oh, Van that's right. right. Anthony right. Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather watch the Franklin Jello one than that one. To be honest with you, even though it's kind of corny, but it was like eh, they did it. Hey, you cannot go wrong with an Italian vampire. You know what right. I'm saying? Oh, if you want to watch Langella, watch him as Skeletor. He I is never amazing as Skeletor. Skeletor. Yeah. Yeah. Of the universe, sure. Yep. 
Uh, the, the only redeeming part of that movie was uh, Langella. Uh, he like, and he loved playing it from from what I've read. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, he did. Uh, watch the uh, Master of the Universe, any of the uh, documentaries on it where they have Langella, and he'll talk about how he made sure with the mask and everything yeah. that he could emote. Oh my god, he just loved playing the character. See, I met him in a men's room in New Haven, and it's tarnished my views of Frank Langella. Not that he tried anything on me, but it's true. <laughs> we were at Brussels French restaurant. He was a jerk. Well, that's too bad. I know. I was like, oh my gosh, Frank Langella. And then I'm like, wow, what a jerk you are. When, when he did Deep Space Nine, it's like, all right, I love this guy. Uh, Cinema Quirk says Guillermo del Toro is making a Frankenstein movie. I'm very yeah. excited because he's the king of modern monster films. Yeah. Yeah, he was in the shape of water. Was a good, the, um, creature. Yeah. Well, and even Nightmare, Nightmare Alley was a great movie, I think. His remake of Nightmare Alley. Oh, with Bradley Water. That was him? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, it's Del Toro, sure, sure. Yeah. Huh. No, he get Del Toro gets it. He's he's like our age, and he you know he's he's influenced by the same stuff. And yeah, isn't it interesting that Shape of Water wins Best Picture? I did. Yeah. I can't think of the last time I've seen it streaming or even airing somewhere. Oh, I haven't seen that movie since it came out. That's weird yep. that you yep. say that. Creature of the Black Lagoon. Huh. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Um, yeah, so so yeah, uh, regardless, I'm on the ride for Monarch, I think it's terrific, and uh, I'm I'm so happy for Matt. It, it's uh, nice when you watch an episode and you're going, I have to wait, yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was like the Mandalorian when it first starts, like, oh no, I gotta wait till next week. Yeah, I'm almost kind of a little disappointed that I'm watching it week to week rather right? than, than it's all out and binging it, yeah. Well, um, that's the, that's the way to do it, though. Honestly, because it keeps you coming back. This, absolutely, this, absolutely. But there, yeah. there's times where, like, I'm watching something and I'm like, "Oh, I want to watch another episode." Like, yeah. you know, like um, I just watched Solar Opposites because I had missed it when it came out in August, and I watched I watched all the episodes just because I like, "Oh, I want to watch another one." And then there's times where I'm like, "Okay, I need a break and I need to, you know, stop for a little bit." But but uh, yeah, I, I, I like the week to week more than than yeah. Than I it though i mean if you're, you're just like binging you're like oh i'm finished just because you want to get to the end and then right. you miss a lot and then you're like i don't want to go back and re-watch it so it's like yeah i'm moving on um cinema asks if we'll be talking dr who for the rest of the 60s specials i certainly hope so that's my intent you know i we wanted to give everybody right. a yeah i wanted to give everybody a break because i mean we were so uh week to week with trek and everything Ugh. and it's like all right everybody needs a break plus you know thanksgiving and everything so i wanted to give you guys a you know minute to recharge but no i think uh there's only these three and then i don't think uh shitty cat was run starts till february right uh, Wayne? yeah i think so yeah yep. so you know yeah that's fine uh meanwhile another show that i wanted to mention and i know franco's not caught up and i don't know where you guys are status wise but season four for all mankind again without spoiling has been just fantastic it is I'm sorry. Again, I, I remember the original Apollo program when it was happening. And I this is exactly what I've always wanted is and we've had things like Gravity and some other movies, but and The Martian certainly is an amazing movie that I continue to rewatch whenever it's on TV. But that said, it's like this is so great to see with today's special effects, a really good astronaut in space show. Mm -hmm. And it is it is so so good. I like the character stories, but I love just you know the idea of for all mankind. I think it's 
one of the best alternate universe stories. Mm -hmm. Sort of like uh, the man in the high tower. I was going to say the man in the high castle. Man in the high castle. I was excited for, and I watched that. Uh, I watched it week to week to week or binge to binge when it came out, and then when when I got to the end, I was so pissed off at that show. It had such great potential, great start, and Mm -hmm. and I was just so pissed off. Uh, I just started season two of For All Mankind, and I I definitely Mm -hmm. liked first season a lot. And uh, um, looking forward to it. It starts off really well. um, It's it's up there with like the Earth to the Moon, the Tom Hanks documentary, because there's only so many. God knows I've seen every space picture there has been, but that Earth to the Moon, For All Mankind, that the worst one was that right stuff. Disney special that was yeah, on. Was, like, that was a little. It was yeah. It was yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah was I, like, I, a little boring. A little boring. A little it was. Strange. I was like, how is this boring? You know what was really boring? The first man with um, Ryan Gosling. Or- Ryan Gosling. Yeah, we saw that in the theaters. I was so juiced to see the Neil Armstrong story because I had read the book. Man, that was a three hours, or I'll never get back in my life. I was like, this. <laughs> oh. I mean, you know, Neil Neil Adams is a stoic character. You don't know a lot about him. You know, what is it? So you think you're going to learn something. You didn't learn anything. It's like, nope. Not even Gary Cooper-ish. It's just vanilla. It was just the milk. Something was missing. Yeah, something was missing. Boring. Yeah. I did like like, uh, Hidden hidden Figures. Yeah. I like that. Mathematicians and stuff. I thought that was a terrific movie. That was a good movie, yeah. Yeah. So... I'm well, really thinking... stuff. I'm surprised they never redid it the proper way because I was always told that the the actors did not like that movie, which I don't know. Right stuff. The original Philip. Yeah, Cohen. I I spoke to Lance Hendrickson and I can't remember the other actor, and they told me about how they did never like the way it came out. They wow. Thought it was, they made the astronauts look like clowns, and yeah, I got a podcast interview with Hendrickson, and he just goes on, and I thought it was a great movie, and I was telling him how much I enjoyed it. And he's like, no, they made those guys look like a bunch of circus clowns and rodeo clowns, and it was a horrible movie. I'm like, whoa, 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 okay, sorry. <laughs> but go back and break black with them. Yeah, Millennium. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had uh, to stop doing that show, right? Because it it really screwed him up. Yeah, he did. That three yeah. seasons. That was the end of it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Jicarojo uh, says uh, the astronauts and their spouses didn't like the right stuff either. Well, that I can understand. Yeah, and uh, you know, and again, I think Hanks did a bit of a better job with with uh, the Mercury Seven and everything. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I lost an astronaut too. Was uh, bo- uh, uh, Gore, uh, Frank, uh, no, the the guy oh, with the Frank, Frank Borman. Borman, yeah, he just passed away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the last of the Apollo guys, wasn't he? The last Apollo astronaut. Well, Gene Cernan. Oh, no. Well, you still, still got uh, Buzz Aldrin. Sorry. Duh. Yeah, and Gene Cernan, too. Yeah. Uh, but that's not but yeah, Foreman was uh, the commander for Apollo 8. Mm-hmm. And um, he's on, I want to say he was on a second Apollo mission. I could be wrong. And of course, he was president of Eastern Airlines for years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. no, I'm a, I'm a, you know, again, those, the, the Mercury, Gemini, and Apollo astronauts to me are incredibly interesting people. And yeah. got, um, I think you can still find it on YouTube. Turner Classic, or not uh, TNT, rather, uh, adapted um, Deke Slayton's book, Moonshot. And um, Barry Corbin from uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Northern yeah, Exposure was the narrator. But they yeah. had all the, all the living astronauts. And 
man, what a great documentary. Fantastic. And really, really getting into their heads, like, especially guys like Scott Carpenter. And, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, it's oh, such a great thing. And, yeah, Shepard was still alive. Yeah, but didn't Deke Slate and he couldn't go because he had like a heart murmur or something? That's yeah. right. But ended up on Apollo Soyuz. Oh, that's right. Because they re-diagnosed him and stuff, and it was like, all right, he can do this. Oh, and that's God, awesome. God. That's okay. We'll be all right. Just look the other way. Don't worry about it. Well, and the fact, hey, man, the fact that you know John Glenn, a senior citizen, was able yeah. to go back in space. So now that's a guy I got to meet was uh, yeah. Glenn at the, at the U.S. Capitol uh, pre-9-11. This was in the 90s. Yep. Could not have been nicer. And he's like, are you from Ohio? I'm like, no, I'm from Illinois. He goes, well, that's all right. I'll shake your hand anyway. <laughs> no, he said, well, I got an autographed book upstairs for my kid because we wrote to him when he was there and it said, I, I want to be an astronaut. It was It's a kid's book. He wrote to Spencer, you know, John Glenn, because that was, he was a public servant. So he didn't charge him money. It wasn't like about, you wrote to him and he would write you right back and John Glenn. So he was Chuck very, Yeager too. I got Chuck Yeager's autograph. Wow. He didn't charge for it. You just wrote him a letter and he sent you the thing back because he, he said it was a government job when he was doing that, breaking the sound barrier. He wasn't you know, a movie star or something. Your tax dollars at work, basically. I love it. No, I love it. And I and I don't know why with the shuttle, I never really warmed up to the astronauts. Yeah. It, it became... it like became truck drivers. Yeah, yeah, it became too common. And even the yeah. space station, as cool as the International Space Station is, and I love that NASA has, like, uh, a camera outside the space station as it's orbiting. Yeah. So you can yeah. kind of literally, like, get that kind of perspective. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's like you got to get back. Carl Sagan used to come on the Tonight Show and get you all juiced about the Voyager stuff. And what's his name? Tyson does a good job. But yeah, it's not not the same. It's not exciting. If they had landed some satellites or some probes into Titan or some of the moons of Saturn or Jupiter, I'd be all over that. Like, yeah, let's go to Europa. But they don't. They pull (laughs) back on. And that's again why I love for all mankind because it's like, no, man, they are working in the solar system. And it's interesting. Oh my God! I well, that's it. again. You guys should watch um, the Expanse. Yes. If you really want to get into space and politics between yeah. the uh, the Rimmers, the yeah. Outer Rimmers, and yeah. uh, the Inners. Yep. No, I never watched it. Oh, it's no. really good. Um, did we wrap up Gen X back in uh, Gen uh, V? Gen V. Pardon me. Thank you, Gen V. Uh, did we wrap that up? That storyline. I don't. Yeah, think I haven't watched it yet. Man, no. uh, did you finish it, Mitch? I did. It did. It got better because at first I was put off by it, but it, it really it was a solid landing. So, yeah. yeah, and I'm curious to see how it will dovetail into the next uh, boys season, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love man. What a what a great show. It's that- like a dark New Mutants. It's like what the New Mutants movie should have been. You know. Yeah, and I kept saying it was the boys' version of the Teen Titans, essentially. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. No, I I think both both uh, analogies are apt. I think that's that's good. Um, oh, Star Trek news. I read an article that there's going to be a novel coming out at the end of February that will explain. Yeah, you poor. <laughs> I was going to say, man, I'm sure it hurt. I should get a headache after wearing that helmet after a while. For the audio yeah. audience, Mitch is where it was wearing a Magneto uh, helmet. That was very good. But um, I uh, there's going to be a, a Star Trek novel at the end of February that is all about seven of nine. Although the title of the uh, novel is start another Star Trek Picard because it's in that continuity, but it's going to take us from when Voyager comes back to earth to uh, seven joining the Fennis Rangers. 
and it's going to explain that whole backstory. And it's David Mack, not comic book David Mack, Star Trek writer David mm-hmm. Mack. He's a very good novel, Star Trek novelist. So that's cool. Franco, did you finish Coda? The Star Trek. Uh, no, uh, I'm uh, I'm uh, still in the first book. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. I yeah, I, I, I just haven't gotten to it. Yeah, you're busy. Um, I, I, did, I did catch up on Quantum Leap, though, and... and Loving it. I'm loving the second season. Me too. I, I I admit, and again, you got to accept the show they give you rather than the show you want. I really was hoping Bacula was going to come back uh, at the end of the first season and be part of the second season story. But I do, I do like where they're going with the story, mm-hmm. and I think it's been very, very good. Nope. Yeah, maybe he'll show up eventually. But I, I do maybe. like. I, li- I like the twist and the turn they gave it for, for season two. Yeah. You- no, it reminded me of Alias when she lost a couple years of memory mm-hmm. and stuff. And yeah, no, that's okay. It's And that guy is just, he's great. Mm-hmm. He's fun. You, you, you're you rooting for that guy, just like you're rooted for Sam. Yeah. And I like how they're uh, intertwining previous stories. And I can see the, the blonde in another leap. Maybe yeah. a few years from now. Yep. Well, that's that's well again spoiling stuff, but that's his love story now because mm-hmm. you know his his other lady is gone now, basically. Lady. Lady. Allison. Allison. Lady. Yeah. lady. Yep. Um. What else, boys? I uh, I Marvels. I saw the Marvels. Oh yeah, please, Mitch. By all means, uh, tell me what uh, have you all? Because I have not seen it, but feel free, guys. Don't worry about. Out of thirty-three Marvel movies, it's the thirty-third one. In my really, yeah. Wow, that, that bad. Well, maybe thought. with the Eternals, it's it's just hard for me to <laughs> realize this is the same company that four years ago was it when the End Game and all that came out that we were so juiced and everybody was screaming and you couldn't get enough of the Marvel stuff that they've gone so far the other way. It's it's almost like a comedy movie now. It's like Mel Brooks. If Mel Brooks made a Marvel movie. That would History have been the of the Marvels. It's mm. wacky. It's goofy. I'm like, really? Okay, I guess. All right. I I liked it. Um, I just there's something in my brain I just can't. And I like her. I like Brie Larson. I just right. can't get past her portrayal of of Captain Marvel. It just it feels so wooden. Wooden Wood, to me. Yeah. It really, it really does. However, the girl I and I don't know her name. Miss um, Marvel. Yeah, yeah, she is. She, yeah, she's amazing. She, yeah, she just lights up every scene that she's in. Yep. She's got such great personality. She steals the show in every scene that she's in. And if you haven't watched the the Marvel the Miss Marvel mm-hmm. uh, TV show, I have. Do yourself, do yourself a favor and go watch it. it, it I good. like that show a lot. Yep. Yeah, it's very good. I thought if she. I thought it was going to just be her doing like a hero worship thing with Captain Marvel. And I thought that was going to be great. You know what I mean? Like a, a buddy movie like that. But sure. then they threw the Proton character, the other 
I have Monica uh, Rambeau. I like her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it was just like maybe it's just too much. You're hoping that people, and I said to Ordway too. We saw the movie. I said they really are hoping for the hardcore audience because you really had to watch Ms. Marvel. You had to watch WandaVision. Not that we don't, but you just assume too much when you do a movie like yeah. that, and then you're you can't be surprised thought, when it doesn't do well. Did a, I thought they did a really good job of bringing those two in, even. If you knew nothing about the Miss Marvel TV show or or you know the Scarlet Vision show, um, go ahead. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to concur with what Franco said because my friend went to see it with me, the Marvels, yeah. and yeah. she did not see Miss Marvel, and she understood what was happening. And she understood what was happening, yeah. and she loved it. She thought it was one of the better movie, yeah. Marvel movies. Really? Yeah. Because she yeah, really enjoyed like, the interaction so, of the characters. So slapsticky and so like humor. I was like. Wow, there's no. I, there's I didn't no mind that threat to it, you know. I was I just, like, I, I've made this. Forgive me, Mitch. I didn't mean to step. Oh, up. go ahead, go ahead. I, 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 my thing is, and maybe I've, I know I've talked about it on uh, when we've done the IS yeah show. Um, I just think that the powers that be at Marvel and and that are the people that are running the MCU are doing the same thing they did between Iron Man and Endgame. And they think, well, we've got the we've got the right formula. We can stretch it out. All this stuff. The two problems. One is not having those frontline Avengers. It's just like in the comics yeah. when Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor all step away, and yeah. you got Doctor Druid in the Avengers and some of these other runs. Where yeah, don't so you don't it. want a Doctor Druid movie? Is that what you're saying? Well, I I don't. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, man. I mean, that's kind of I think what we're getting. No, no, I agree. A lot of phase four and phase five, and uh, and again, I think they're taking their time and yeah. assuming people are connecting the docs. And it's like, um, I'm sorry, these characters yeah. are not compelling enough. No, I I, I, I said as a, as a kid when you'd go to the spinner rack before like comic shops, and if you went in there and on the shelves. Or the racks, there was just Shang Chi and you know a couple of these other characters. You'd be like, "I'll wait, maybe I'll read a DC book." Well, there, there's it, a reason. There's a reason they put Spider Man on the cover. Guest starring Spider Man. Guest exactly. starring Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. those were the those are the ones that were selling the books. You know, not. Uh, mm -hmm. It was like Marvel team up. I I I don't know what they're doing. There's a reason why Batman's in every DC comic that comes out. Yeah, and Wolverine yeah. was in all of them. There's yeah, that's the people want to see that stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and the scrolls. I was gonna say the scrolls are in this, and I was like such a fan of the whole Kree scroll thing and what's gonna happen. And now they're just like, yeah, it's scrolls. I'm like, dude, that was. Yeah, a, I thought that was a wasted. Yeah, they should have done something, or they should have waited to the Fantastic Four movie to really do something with the scrolls because those are like a vital element of Marvel lore. They just mm -hmm. dismiss them like that, you know. Well, I like Dr. I like G. Caro's uh, casting. Yeah, Paul Giamatti as Dr. Druid. Sure, why not? Uh, he also says uh, the MCU may be getting mediocre, but at least they're getting released. Warner Brothers under David Zasloff is just throwing away their films yeah. or letting other companies oh, yeah. distribute them. Well, but I, but listen, man, um, for better or for worse, they made these movies, and with the exception of Batgirl, we're getting Blue Beetle, we're getting The yeah. Flash. Um, we got Shazam too. Did you did you hear the controversy with the 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 Acme movie, the Wiley e. Coyote John Cena starring please, movie? That, please tell me. Yeah, so they had this this slated with John Cena. It's you know the the Acme Wiley e. Coyote thing. Yes, they, they shelved it. Yeah, they, they they pulled the plug on it uh, and said they weren't going to release it. 
they got so much outcry and backlash that they're now going to. They're, yeah. they're going to go ahead and release it. So, I, you know, it makes me wonder what they're actually doing over there. Um, and I did see the Blue Beetle movie. It and? was it was okay. It was fun. I'm okay. glad I didn't go to the theater to see it. Okay. And from what I understand, it was originally supposed to be a max release. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then and then they put it out in theater. So I'm like, oh, I I could probably see why. Well, the Cena Wiley Coyote movie I remember, and I'll tell you off the air why I remember, um, was originally going to be Bugs Bunny and the Rock, and it was going to be called What's Up Rock, which oh, I thought was a great idea. A good title, and, actually. And I wonder if because of what happened with Black Adam that Warner's like, we don't want to be in the business with rock anymore. And that's why they, they shifted to Cena. Um, I, I think that's interesting. And I'm well, really, yeah, that's all well and good, but this happened just a couple of weeks ago. I understand. The, the film oh, I understand. has been done. I think yeah. the film's yeah. done and, and they're like, no, well, this, we're, we're going to pull it. Yeah. This is a couple of years ago where I heard about uh, this mm-hmm. potential thing. And again, we were talking about it off the air and I don't mind saying it on the air. I believe that discovery is trying very, very hard to sell the Warner brothers assets. I believe it. I, I don't think they want to be in the Warner Brothers business. Uh, G.K. Rowe says, Abney versus Cody is only getting shopped around after the backlash. All of the Looney Tunes on Max is getting removed. Yeah, again, I, and that doesn't – man, I'm bummed that if it's all, I was hoping they'd still cherry pick some of the some of the classics. Uh, but again, yeah, these I, I, I get it because streaming this stuff is probably a, a cost that if it's not being used, why is it up there? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is lousy. It is more money in licensing. I was gonna say HBO used to do so well years ago. Remember when they just had the Sopranos and Sex in the City, and they had these like good series that people would watch, and that's really they had. I mean, they'd show a movie here and there, but now it's like a free-for-all over there. I don't know well, what the hell is I on think, HBO. I do think the things that are still being made are are high quality. I again my guilty pleasure is I've told you guys. Amidst all this sci-fi that I, some I've seen, some I haven't seen. Meanwhile, I'm hanging on every episode of the Julia Child show that's on Max. It's in the second season. They put out four episodes. Half the uh, the new season is out. It is fucking fantastic. David Ide Pierce and BB um, uh, Newworth are are supporting actors on the show, and I loved the Julie Julia movie that Meryl Streep and Amy Adams made. Uh, this is uh, really all about Julia Child, and it's uh, also being a broadcast nerd. It's about the very, very early days of public television in the early '60s. It's outstanding. A Chem Dog agrees. Huh. Julia is a great show. Yeah, man, it's funny. It's nice. Uh, it's it's just such a nice watch every Thursday, and I get more excited for that uh, than I do some of the other uh, <laughs> shows that are being released weekly. What do you think of all the news that came out with James Gunn releasing the cast for Superman? I mean, they're trying to generate buzz for this because you they know, got a long. Cast, that cast looks fantastic. I got to yeah. tell you, it really. Although does. it looks a bit overloaded to me. Go for well, bear. Go for bear. You know, it's well, so funny. I had a guy complain to me about Miss Teschmacher. He goes, "Oh, did you see who they cast for it?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, "That looks nothing like Valerie Prime. How can you have Miss Teschmacher look like that?" I go, "Can I tell you something, pal?" Miss Tessmacher is not in the real comic books. That's a movie creation. He's like, cool. what? Like, so you think cast? Some I've, actress, but he was all mad that you well, know Valerie had the, the, the oomph. You know, well but, she uh, didn't have the oomph. God bless her. Yeah, but I was trying to tell him that he's like, this is not the real Superman. I'm like, 
chief, you don't even know what you're talking about because <laughs> yeah. he's not even in the comics. So shut the <laughs> fuck up, you know? <laughs> I get, they get nuts about stuff they don't even know what they're talking about. I go, guys. Yes. yes. You well, what's it's gen- it's it's the muggle, uh, you know, observation. Everybody's an expert, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're they're so ingrained in their own head. I know, and they get uh, they get mad oh. about it. I'm like, Miss Tessmacher was good in the first movie. The Superman two, she was in it for two seconds. Well, what don't do tell don't about? tell him about the uh, the Superman Returns Tessmacher with uh, yeah, that's oh. Tessmacher. Hold on, zooming yeah. in. Oh, yeah. yeah, what's her name? Uh, uh, it's uh, Sarah Sampaio. Boy, oh boy. So in the Superman Returns with... Um, I was Parker Posey. Parker, but right. yeah, did you yeah. tell him about that? He would have lost his... his and she well, wasn't really in mind about that. <laughs> was she... Well, yeah, that was Miss Tessmacher. No, no, it wasn't. No, she wasn't Miss Tessmacher. No. No, she was, was a different Mercy? character? Huh. I don't yeah, know. I don't even think she was Mercy from the cartoon. No, I don't know. Uh, Again, yeah, you're right. Mercy was a creation of the uh, the Bruce Tim story, the mm-hmm. Paul Denny. So it's like, yep, yep. every every iteration of Superman adds a little bit more to the lore. Don't worry about it. As long as he comes from Krypton and he does true justice and all that, that's all you want. The rest of it's all superfluous. You don't need to have. You know what I'm looking forward to seeing? Argyle next year. It's the new Matthew Vaughn movie. Oh right, right, right. What's yeah. it about? Uh, oh yes, the f- it's about this author. She writes uh, uh, um, spy novels. Yeah. But the spy novels, which she writes, the fiction actually happened. That's what with Henry Cavill and that whole yeah. cast, the big cast. Oh, I mean, the Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Romance of the Stone meets James Bond type. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And, oh, and this cat is going to be the star of the show. Who is? The cat. There's this cat. Her cat is going to literally be the star of the show. You know what's weird? I saw the trailer for that like back in May or something or June. I don't know what happened. I know it was a few. It was a few months ago. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh God, what was I going to say before Argyle? Oh, I'm uh, I'm uh, three quarters of the way done with the Voices from Krypton book, which is this great oral history of Superman. Uh-huh. And right now they uh, they've slightly rejiggered the timeline in terms of what they cover. Uh, they, uh, I had just read um, the uh, the cartoons, the Justice League again, the, the Superman Adventures cartoon. Yeah. Uh, but also, then uh, now I'm into uh, the um, Smallville. The, no, they already, no, they already covered Smallville. But then they went back to the '90s and did first the Kevin Smith, John Peters, Nick Cage movie. Superman all, lives. All yeah. the background on that, and now I'm reading about the J.J. Abrams attempt as well because you remember he was going to do the movie the superman movie for a minute and anthony hopkins was going to be lex luther and wow. krypton, krypton never exploded and uh luther it turned out in uh jj's script was going to be a kryptonian uh you know yeah a lot of weird kind of things ah jose morales for all mankind is my addiction binge tv i just started to watch it i'm on season two is it as good as the first season yes Yes, it only gets better, and uh, I I absolutely adore this show. And I and the guy uh, Joel uh, Kilmaid or whatever the guy who played oh Kenneman yeah the, Kenneman, yeah he's yeah. you know his character is still in season four, and is a is an older man because it's yep. thirty plus years after um, he's getting up there though. I was like he's still in the space program. He must be in his seventies, well, right? It's set it's set in the early two thousands, and you would think he's probably in his late 60s or whatever 
Right. Uh, but yeah, it's great. It's great. I love it. Yeah. So he was, uh, he was flag in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, he was RoboCop. He was in the. Oh, that's killer. right. He was in that RoboCop remake. Totally forgot he was RoboCop. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, there's a series Joe. called The Killing. It's a remake of a Norwegian yes. uh, TV series. Really good. Yeah, it's a good show because I, I I love the graphic novel. I'm very very excited. Yeah, that's uh, I gotta watch that. That's cool. Um, yeah, I'm doing a lot of catch up, and then of of course, and then I'm I'm excited. Next week is uh, Slow Horses on Apple TV. Whoa, 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 whoa! Catching up is Mr. Franco's. Uh... Yeah, sorry, don't steal. Adorable. Catch up. All right, thank you. That was <laughs> that was certainly worthy of an interruption. Thank you, Wayne. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I, I am catching up, but not with Franco. I'm catching up with other sci-fi TV. Um, so yeah. Uh, oh, that's got some kind of new book out. Something about a cauldron. I saw a post. Is Who has true? a new book? Oh, mm. uh, as the cauldron churns is uh, something I'm doing on okay. Patreon. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It, it's going to be a book eventually, but I'm doing the whole concept on my Patreon. So I'm designing the characters, uh, creating the story. Everything's going to be up, put up on Patreon. So if you want to join the Patreon, it's uh, patreon.com slash Franco. Well, I hope, I hope uh, before next week I will watch Blue Beetle, Beetle so we can talk more about it. Um, Paul McCartney. Yeah. I mean, we can. Exactly. Scarab. I hope nobody Ooh. minds. It could. Uh, Jose, we just uh, mentioned The Killer on Netflix. The Killing. Oh, oh, sorry, geez. the killer. No, uh, the it was on AMC. Was the killing? Oh, it was, uh, it was a series dealing with a killing in a small town. Oh, and corruption with the police force. I, I thought it was the say. killer. On that no, no, the killer is the Ma Michael Fassbender. Yes, that's yeah, that's right. That's it. Did I'll you see it. the trailer for Madam Web? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What is this? Man, again, yeah. When when Sony is left to its own devices, right? We get Madam Web and we get Morbius. Raven yeah. the Hunter, you got all these like Yeah, yeah. It's like, good luck. Good Morbius. luck. It's like, oh no. Crap. Far from the formula. Crap. Well, but the again, problem is they made money on that Venom movie, so they think, oh, this is, how hard can this be? Yeah. Venom's not the greatest movie ever, neither is the second one. I'm like. But it made money. So that's Ken all says he's excited for the Fall Guy movie next year. Yeah, me too. Oh, we got Aquaman in a couple weeks. I bought tickets. I bought three tickets. So totally Frank forgot. Totally forgot that Aquaman is coming out at Christmas. Um, are you? Did they, did they push it forward or no? No, December twenty first. I got okay. tickets on uh, Thursday night because Christmas is on a Monday. So this is the big push yeah. for the weekend. They want to get people out there. Sure. Have you guys seen the trailer for Rebel Moon? Yes. That's um, what's his name? Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder's the new movie. The tall guy that was at my show is the bad guy. He plays uh, Pumpkin Jack or something like that. The he was the robot guy. in uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi. Ned Eight. Remember the big yellow robot? Anyway, and he was in the New Mutants. He was the smiling man, that really creepy looking thing. Oh. He's the bad guy in this. Uh, he was telling me all about. It. He's like, "Oh, wait till this movie comes out. I'll be huge." I'm like, "Yeah, but too bad it comes out after Terrifica." But uh, <laughs> it's true. It's true. it looks good. It looks yeah. good. So. Hey, I, I'm sad. I want to watch that Eddie Murphy Christmas movie. I'm in, this is the state of mind I'm in. I'm like, oh, Eddie Murphy's doing a Christmas movie. Yeah. Well, it's a good cast. I don't know. I've I I haven't heard uh, anything about it, good or bad. It's Diana Ross's daughters in it with them. I'm like, I didn't know well, yeah, uh, uh, from Blackish, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Robin Thede, too, 
who's uh, very she's on that black late uh, black lady sketch comedy HBO show. She's one of the main actors on that, and she was on the nightly show with um, oh god, uh, the guy that used to be on the Daily Show, and then they gave him John his Stewart. Own, no, the the black gentleman. Um, oh, yeah. Oh. And I love his you podcast. Steve, Larry, Larry, no. Larry, Larry Wilmore. Thank Larry you, Larry Wilmore. Yeah, yeah. You Stephen yeah. Colbert's appendix exploded. What what exploded on Stephen Colbert's out this weekend? An exploded appendix. Uh, oh my so. god! I hope he's okay. Jesus. Well, he's out for the week. They, sure, of they course he is. My god, that's that could be fatal. That's amazing. And they were saying, and I love how they go. And it's too bad because this weekend he's got a bunch of A-listers like Barbara Streisand and this and that. I go, the guy's appendix exploded. He almost died, and they're like. Too bad he had I, a great I, lineup. I'm like, okay, priority. I was, I was sad to hear that uh, Dana Carvey's son OD. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's that. yeah. Oh accidental overdose. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mitch, Mitch might be excited with the Axel Foley's coming back though. Oh yeah, yeah. Beverly Hills Cop yeah. Four. They yeah. talked about that when he was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, gonna see. Oh, that I, I hope they got it right because I know they made the, the pilot. No, they made the pilot for the TV show years ago uh, after the third one, and uh, it was so bad that CBS is like, no, that's I was going to say, really? Who was in it? Was Eddie in well, it at all? And Murphy was in it as really? Axel Sr., but it was going to be about the kid, Ooh. ultimately. And yeah, it's, uh, you no. know, nope. Uh, I saw Karate Kid is coming out with Jackie Chan and Ralph Macho teaming up to fight Godzilla. Like, I, I like how I like how Marvel has this extended universe, and they're like screwing everything up right now. Meanwhile, Ralph Macchio over here has got his own little Karate Kid universe happening, uh, yeah, and, yeah. It, and it's spreading everywhere. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Cam Dog is correct. Yes, uh, Marty, right. Marty Croft of Sid and Marty Croft passed away. Eighty-seven, I believe, or something. I was yeah. listening to uh, the Gilbert Gottfried rerun when they had uh, both of them on, Sid and Marty. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's a shame. No, those those shows were. Big part of my childhood, certainly. Puffin stuff and the Bugaloos and uh, Lidsville. Oh, oh, all that. Uh, Land of the Lost and uh, uh, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters and sure. the Wonder Bug. And, and then the, the, terrible, the terrible variety shows, the Brady's variety show. And Charles Riley well. and Billy Barty had a career because of guys, you know. Pink, Pink Lady and Jeff was a Sid and Marty Croft production. That's right. And uh, Power Girl and Dinah is something. Of, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. The Electric Woman. Undyna Girl. The Croft yeah. Cooper Show. Yes. That's right. Bigfoot and Wild Boy was on that. Yeah. With, uh, yes. And uh, Michael mm -hmm. Lembeck as uh, Captain Cool. Captain Cool. Michael Lembeck. Yep. Forgot all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Dr. Doctor Shrinker. He's a madman with yeah. an evil mind. Yeah. <laughs> Guys and women, uh, look up those shows. They're so bad. You got to be on something, good. right? Aren't they on oh, like. Yeah. No, nah, I think they're just running on YouTube. Really? Oh, man. But. Uh, you know, it's weird with, and maybe they tried and weren't able to succeed, what? but it is weird that we didn't get some sort of reboot of Electro Woman and Dyna Girl. They did, actually, that you say that a couple years ago. Uh, they did try to bring it back on the CW or whatever, and it bombed. I, I do remember they did try to bring it back. Oh, you know who was in it? Oh, my God. Um, the girl that was, oh, fuck. Marky Post was in it. The girl from Night Court. I she do remember this. Version. Oh my yes. god, I do too. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, she played that's an right. older version of her. Uh, I don't know what ten years ago, and it just. I'm gonna have to find that. 
Yeah. This is this well, is how Mark therapy Mark. must work because it's bringing up all these reports. Marky Post and Ann Stedman. Well, and who? We go. Ann Stedman. Ann Stedman. All right. No relation to Oprah Stedman. I was, I was gonna say Stedman, Oprah's guy. Stedman. Wow. <laughs> well, there you go. There you uh, go. Uh, uh, says uh Sid Croft is 94. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. So Marty was the younger brother. He was, yeah. Wow. I just assumed it was the older brother that passed away. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And I didn't know, listening to the interview with uh, Gilbert and Frank, that um, I vaguely remember they tried in Atlanta to have an indoor amusement park. Yep, yep. And it failed. And the, oh, yeah. land, the land that it was on is now the CNN complex in Atlanta. Oh, I didn't know that, but I do remember Sid and Marty Croftland. There's pictures online because uh, I actually did. Now that I recall, I did a whole hour on the Mitch and Ed's uh, show. We did a whole thing about sitting on Marty Croft like four years ago, and they have all the designs and all the big foam. You know, like they look like Grimace and stuff a lot, of, like sure. Donald. And uh, yeah, they spent a lot of money on that, and it it did not do well. So I had no idea. This Stand is a 1996 reboot. 1996. No, no, this is not the Marky Post one. This is oh, there was another, another one? one. Yeah. Wow, three times they tried it. So it's probably due for another one right now. Yeah, I was going to say it's like the Fantastic Four movies. They just keep trying. Speaking of the the Croft puppet characters, I had no idea they sued and won against McDonald's. They claimed yeah. Air McCheese looked too much like puppet yep. stuff, and that the hamburger looked like witchy poo. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I had no, no idea. Yeah, like it took years, but we did win. It's yeah. like, all right, that's awesome. That's when you'd go to the McDonald's and there'd be these real LSD trippy things all over the place, and you're like, I just want my fries. Yeah. And- oh, please, that merch, that merch made him a, a shit ton of money. Absolutely. Uh, G. Carrero says too too old, uh, young for the original Land of the Lost and HR Puff and yeah. stuff, but he did watch the '90s version of the Land of the Lost on VHS. He always wanted the toys. Yeah, the Slee Stacks were the there, best. There was a '90s version. There was a '90s version of it. Yes. <laughs> Here's oh. one for you. The Land of the Lost itself started as a radio show back in the 40s, and then but there was, was a comic different. book called The Land of the Lost. As well. Yeah, but that was it. Was I, I know? I, yeah, I'm aware of that kid show. That's the title existed. That's kind of yeah. like uh, Roger Corman having the title Fast and the Furious, completely yeah. different movie, oh, totally different and, thing. Yeah. But he, uh, when he found out, they're like, he's like, uh, excuse me, I have the trademark on that name, and they had to pay him. They I know because in good about start- Connecting it all to Star Trek, you know who co-created the Land of Lost TV show? David yes, Gerald. David Gerald, yes. And, he was at Terrificon, and he told us the whole story about it. So and Timothy Bottoms was in the Land of the Lost remake in 1991. Oh, and then there was that horrible movie with uh, Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. And, what are you talking about horrible? What are you talking about? Horrible. You know, the, the crops hated it because they're like, uh, they hated the the way the script was written. They're like, it became Danny McBride was in it. Danny yeah. McBride, absolutely. Uh, yeah, well, if you're on Freddy's, like it's a Ghostbusters and real Ghostbusters situation, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, have you seen the trailer for the new Ghostbusters? Took a surprise, but I'm like, ooh, this looks pretty good. I didn't even know it was coming out, and I'm like, this is awesome, yeah, we'll see. Next year, there's not going to be a lot of uh genre movies really with the strike and everything that's going on. You just got Deadpool and then you got Ghostbusters, so it might be a whole renaissance. Maybe there's something brand new. 
you have yeah. Joker two. That's still coming out. Joker two, yeah. But imagine heard, if something brand new I, comes out. I heard that Marvel, the only movie that Marvel's really releasing next year is the Deadpool movie because yeah. they have high hopes that it's going to just jumpstart everything for them again. Well, and again, it's like, all right, slow down. You move too fast in the words of Simon and Garfunkel. They, they, they you know, here's another, here's another, and it's well, like desperate. Uh, we're getting bored. We're getting, well, no, I think these things were already scheduled. Yeah, uh, and, it's, and again, we're getting bored. I know they did. They push Echo to next year. No, Echo's coming out in February or, or January. They're dumping. It was supposed to be November. That's what they pushed it back. back. So they did indeed push it to next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did I read something or hear something about Dave Filoni being put in charge of uh of Star, Star Wars. Wars? Yep, that's true. Yay! Wow. Yay! Right. Chief Creative Officer, CCO. Of all of Star Wars stuff now, now they just need to get maybe. I mean, Feige's cool, but maybe they get Favreau to run the Marvel side of the house. That'd be kind of cool. But maybe oh, I don't know. Work. I mean, and I'll, and honestly, guys, um, I've been reading the new Marvel comics. I think the comics have been great. Um, I just think that they, again, the agenda is fine, but like yeah. maybe make it third or fourth priority, and uh, first and second, good characters, good stories. Right. You know who did a great little story that came out of nowhere? Stephanie Phillips did uh, Cap Wolf in the Howling Commandos. And I'm reading it, and at the same time I go to check my messages, and Stephanie's emailing me about coming back to Terrificon. I go, whoa, this is bizarre. She goes, what? I go, look. And I took a picture. I go, I'm reading this book right now, and I go to check, and you're texting me at the same time. So Stephanie Phillips and Brian Azzarello will be back at Terrificon on August 16th and 18th. Two of my favorite people. And uh, I will bug them to go into the uh, karaoke room that is uh, there. Or oh, the bull riding thing. I want to see Brian Azarello on that mechanical bull. Yeah. They're hilarious. They're Not very funny. Happen. But, yeah, I'm very happy for Steph. She's doing great. Uh, I'm also interested in all the distillery uh, uh, stuff that uh, the former uh, guys who were yes. in comiXology are putting out there. We didn't talk about the season finale of Loki 2, buddy. By all means, because you all saw it, right? Yeah. No. What? Well, at the end, Loki killed J.R. Ewing. Never saw that. Again? I know. I fucking ruined it. I'm sorry. But anyway, yes, Loki 2. See, not everything Marvel does is horrible. That was like a great story and wrapped up everything. And I'm like, you. this is your jumping off point right here. The guy that saved the entire MCU, literally. And it's like, well, we got nothing to follow up with that. I'm like, oh, okay. And did you see Taiki Watiki is not coming back for Thor 5, which I was like, they're making a Thor 5? I don't know. Well, that's good because Love and Thunder sucked balls. Yeah, it did. And they got you wasted that Brett Goldstein. Is that, yeah, the guy from Ted Lasso? That's happening? That ain't happening. Oh, I think maybe it'll still happen. It's just going to be a while. Uh, But um, regardless, it's, it's a shame that. Well, but it's over, Mitch. So you got to get over that. I mean, it's I get what you're saying, but what do you what do you you know what can we do? They they you know, production stopped for almost six months. That's going to f everything. Yeah, here's up. the deal, though. You got those uh, werewolf by night thing, one off, fifty five minutes, well done. Why don't they just pepper like a Deathlock movie, set it up like the Omega Man, mm-hmm. just a little alternate universe, one little episode. They got the what if shows coming at Christmas time. Yes. There's going to be one episode for nine days or so. So they do oh, have. Really? Some- That's how they're doing it? Yeah. Starting on December 22nd, a new episode every night for nine days. I go, 
Is that really a good idea at Christmas time? Because people are so busy running around with New Year's and all this. I'm like, hey, everybody, stop what you're doing. It's 8 o'clock. we got to watch the new episode of uh, What If. Maybe they could do a one-shot Dr. Druid movie. They should, that Dr. Druid's coming with back. Paul Giamatti. With Paul That's Giamatti. Right. Yeah. Why not? Why He's not? got a cool uh, podcast I, called Chinwag, by the way. Yeah. I want to see the new movie, The Holdovers, with him. Um Oh, the the school thing? Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Ordway said it was really entertaining. He saw it yesterday. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna see the uh, Scorsese movie because my nephew is very intrigued by it. So that'll be a fun. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, nephew, flower, uh, flower. Is killing. anybody going to see uh, Napoleon? I I really don't care. I'll wait and see it when it's I don't need yeah. to see it on the big screen. It'll be on Apple Plus in like a week or so, probably. So, well, a couple months, but yeah, yeah. No, I have uh, no desire though. I'm like, eh. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Napoleon. <laughs> no, no. no next like, movie. I, I'll see Oppenheimer, but I haven't seen it yet. I didn't oh, you haven't it. seen it yet? Oh. No. Or Barbie, for that matter. You know. Barbie, I think, is coming on HBO like next week, I think. so. Pretty soon. I would imagine during uh, Christmas. December 1st, uh, uh, Indiana Jones, Indiana comes, Jones um, comes in. Disney. Yep. Yeah. And then that's a great idea because we'll put the Blu-ray and the DVD on sale the following week. It's like, what oh, that's it? weird. Wow. Yeah, that's tell really... me about it. Wow. I told the guy at Lucasfilm, he's like, oh, we're going to do this nice little article about you. And my friend goes, don't say shit until the article comes out. I said, okay. And as soon as they put it out, I said, by the way, you guys dropped the freaking ball on the marketing of this movie like you would not believe. Why would you put it on streaming five days before you put it out for, you know, to people buy for Christmas presents or whatever? It's like, what is going on? Do you want to make money or do you just want to lose money? Because you're losing money left and right here, you know? Yep. So, whatever. Uh, oh, Jose Morales says Paul Giamatti is on the 30 coins on Max. Uh, probably the closest thing to being a Dr. Druid. Uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, yeah. Did anybody watch How to Be a Mob Boss on Netflix? I did. No. I, I watched the live action uh, Squid Games. That's real? Yeah, it is. Did they kill anybody? Did they kill people? I'm sure everyone's like a, a set up with a squib. I'm sure it's a uh -huh. squib on the inside. So they, the first the first game was like in the uh, in the uh, in the TV series Red Light Green Light. So you're running same type of uh, uh, set with the little yeah. character turning the head, and then they'll say you'll see motion, and then you hear a boom. So the, the the sound effect will be there, but then this black squib goes off on a person. So, so it's the everyone's, squid game. yeah, it's the squid game. So everyone's mic'd up, <laughs> and what they try to do is, I, I I like how they're editing it. If they're they're following certain characters, but those guys will die. Okay. So you don't know who's actually going to win. Yeah. But it's for uh four hundred and fifty six uh, or four point yeah is it four hundred fifty six million? It's a weird really? number. Yeah. Wow. That seems uh, like a lot. Four hundred fifty-six. Yeah, million like a it's lot. a four hundred fifty, uh, whatever it is, but it's uh, four, four or four point five six million is the game, and it's it's hilarious. Ken Dog says his girlfriend loved uh, bodies. Yes, like Vertigo movie. Uh, that's a DC. Vertigo. Yeah, that's a graphic novel. Uh, comic. Yeah. yeah, right. That's right. So Shelley Bond told me all about that. So yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. yeah. When is uh, Trek coming on, John? They haven't announced a, a start date for Discovery, which is really weird, I think. Um, or they also haven't announced when Prodigy is going to wind up on Netflix either. Wow. I thought that was a done deal. 
It's a done deal. They just haven't announced a release date. Well, I know that uh, Stranger Worlds is uh, starting film next week on the 11th. They're going back to work. Yep. So, well, we'll see what that's like. Um, and yeah, I again, uh, until you hear their shooting, uh, believe nothing because uh, I know Paramount is hemorrhaging money. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know beyond those things that are planned what what might be next and also again unless it does the same business the young justice did for warners i would not expect a season three of prodigy no matter what i mean I, i'd say it's a 10 percent chance that we might get a season three of prodigy mm. but i hope to find out when they announce the date of when it's coming back because i want the haberman brothers who were the showrunners yeah to come on word balloon and talk with me, but here's hoping. So, Oh, that's funny. As we said earlier, uh, chem dog watching uh, classic doctor who on tube. So that's cool. Excellent. Well, there you go, boys. I think we did good. I think uh, that, that, that kind of covers everything. I certainly wanted to talk about. I'm glad, uh, you know, everybody had things that they wanted to share and uh, we will come back next week. Talk about uh, the next episodes of uh, doctor who and, and monarch. And uh, we'll see what's going on with Quantum Leap and some of the other shows. But um, in in the in the words of uh, is it uh, who does I'm loving? Is that at McDonald's? Yeah, I'm loving it. Well, there, you go. there you go. Yep. Ryan Cox is doing McDonald commercials. Is he really? Right. Yeah, he's the voice yeah. of those commercials. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, all right, uh, there you go, everybody. Thanks a lot for watching. Thanks a lot for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Take it easy. Bye-bye.